Hello and welcome back. Today we find ourselves on the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time and only one more to go, the Feast of Christ the King and then we find ourselves in Advent. Just before I get going today I want to let you know that uh, the next two Sundays there won't be a podcast because I'm going on two weeks of annual leave and I'll be away obviously from my presbytery as well as from my desktop to computer. And I suppose one of the benefits of a holiday for a priest is that he doesn't have to prepare a Sunday homily. Uh, But I'll be keeping you all in my daily masses and in my prayers. And I look forward to, as it was, meeting you again on the air in two weeks' time. Today we hear the parable of the wicked and lazy servant. I'm wondering, have you had an experience like I've had a few times, sometimes in real life, sometimes looking at uh, paintings or photographs? Have you ever stood on the seashore on a cloudy or rainy or even stormy evening and looked out towards the ocean? It can seem that the sky somewhat melts into the water and that the tossing tide and the frothy waves lead the eye towards the horizon where there is no distinction of colour. Clouds and ocean seem to be one. When I see this, and you may think of other circumstances of natural wonder, I am reminded that heaven and earth meet. Sometimes in this natural sense, but more deeply in a metaphysical sense. Not that they are the same thing, of course, but because God has created both, both the physical, the natural, as well as the metaphysical and the supernatural, then God can draw them together in a unity that none of us can. The incarnation of Christ that is, the Son of God becoming man, is a unique fusing of heaven and earth. Jesus Christ, as true God and true man, is a mystery and a unique occurrence in human history. He also demonstrates to us that our humanity is capable of holding, in inverted commas, what is divine not containing it so that it is enveloped and bounded by the human nature, but receiving it in a way that no other living creature can. The human soul, after baptism and in the state of grace, has the God-given capacity to carry the mark of what is divine. So it doesn't seem unusual to us then that we could speak of a perfect wife, as we hear in the reading from Proverbs, or a blessed man, as we hear in the responsorial psalm. The human person is able to reflect the perfection and the blessedness of God himself. And in the same way, our family life can be evidence of God's blessing and goodness. Equally, as we hear in the Gospel, a person is able to be an example of the goodness of diligence and responsibility. 
as well as to show the fault of trepidation and carelessness. When the Lord comes back, and he will return, he will repay us for our virtue and our goodness and our faithfulness. We pray that he will see in us the seed of divine life given at holy baptism and nourished by the sacraments, prayer and good works, grown tall, doubled, if you like to use the vocabulary of the parable. The master in the parable calls the servant who did nothing with the talent entrusted to him wicked and lazy and punishes him by taking away what he had been given and by having him thrown into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Amongst all that God has given to each of us, my talents, my skills, my abilities, the greatest gift is the gift of divine life in my soul. If we are careless, negligent or lazy about this, there is the possibility that when the Lord returns we can find ourselves in the darkness without him and forever, in other words, in the permanence of hell. This is why a woman or a man who is wise and fears the Lord is praised in the Holy Scriptures, as we hear today. The wisdom that comes from God allows us to know ourselves in the light of God, not according to the wisdom of this world, which tends to put value in power, wealth, prestige and money. Through holy wisdom we are able to know and speak about our divine filiation. Let me explain that just a little. Today we hear St Paul use two terms, children of light and children of day, and he uses these terms to express this reality of divine filiation. And it has a double quality, son or daughter, signifying the relationship to God, and light and day, not night and darkness. Heaven is everlasting light and hell is everlasting darkness. God has made us to share in his own blessed life, and to do that not as slaves or servants, but as much-loved children who belong in his family home. This is a gift. This is blessedness. But more than just being his children, if we could just if we could use the word just, he also wishes us to become like him. And so the church speaks of a divinization, a becoming divine, a becoming like God, a real sharing in his life. When we gain heaven, we're not there as a permanent visitor but rather we arrive home after a long time away. And as God looks at us as we arrive, he sees the family likeness we have, the family likeness that we share through Christ. And so his home becomes our home, his life becomes our life. We don't, though, become absorbed into God and disappear but rather we remain ourselves and are exalted.
As somebody said, it's the best rags-to-riches story of all time. In the here and now, in the meantime, while we still journey through this life, the promise of the destiny that God desires for us can and should move us to live right now as beloved daughters and sons of God. Unless divine filiation influences our lives now, there is little prospect that it will come to fruition after this life. So what are we to do? Because God the Father loves us and will always take care of us, we can abandon ourselves to the Father's providence. Let him take care of us. Our piety, our prayer, can be like that of a little child. Trust him. We can ask him for gifts, especially what he wants to give us. We can see Holy Mass as the place where we meet our Father. We can love the Church because it is the family of God. We can reverence the Church building because it is the family home of God. We can value our baptism since that is how we were brought into God's family. When we sin, we can play the prodigal son without shame and return to the Father through repentance and the sacrament of confession. We can imitate Christ our brother because he is the perfect image of our Father. We can love our freedom since we are not slaves or wage earners but children of God. We can embrace obedience to the will of our Father just as Christ did. Brothers and sisters, when we go to the Eucharist, we can make the Eucharist, in fact, every one, every Mass that we attend, an offering of thanksgiving for all that God has done for us in Christ. And with humility, let us ask that we come to appreciate it more and understand it more. Then we may return love for love, the ardent desire of our soul to give all to God, who has given everything to us. Let us be heavenly minded, not bound to the things of earth, as beautiful as they are.